Hi there, Callum from Scarce Reducing here. Thank you for downloading this episode. I hope you enjoy it and I hope that you realise we will be spoiling the movie. So if you haven't already seen the movie that you're about to listen to, please make sure that you do or don't complain to us. But if you could please like, share, subscribe, do all the usual stuff, that would really help us out. And I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to another episode of Scare Traducing, the horror movie podcast for horror movie virgins. I'm Callum McNabb. And I'm Gisela Martinez. And we are back with a new episode. We are talking about one of the big horror releases of the year, which, if you recall, should have been one of the big horror movie releases of last year, but was delayed. Because of COVID. Because of COVID. Remember, they delayed both kills and ends. We're talking Halloween oh, ends. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which was originally scheduled for last year, but then COVID hit, so they moved kills back a year and they moved ends back to 2022. And so we are only getting to see it now. It is out in cinemas, as far as I'm aware, across the world. Mm -hmm. It is also available to stream on Peacock uh, for 60 days. In the States. Uh, Or if you've got a VPN. Wink, wink. (laughs) Which we do, but we don't have Peacock access, because that's the NBC's, isn't it? We we don't have that one. Yeah, no, we don't no. have that one. But it doesn't matter, because it's in the cinemas, and as f- if last night is anything to go by, people are going to see it in the cinema. was packed yeah, yeah, yeah much like kills was last year when we saw it it was absolutely rammed i remember last year when we went to saw kills yeah that movie i felt for the first time cinemas back after covid yeah yeah because there was a uh, i think it was like a james bone also mm-hmm. it was back but I, for some reason the vibe in halloween kills it was like Okay, people really wanted to watch this kind of movies. Yeah. And last night was the same. Like, there was a lot of people, like, clearly, like, horror fans, a lot of them. And, again, people just, like, we're having a date. Let's go and watch a horror movie. It's Halloween time. So, one of those perfect movies. Exactly. And I will be interested to see how it does this weekend. Because, as I say, delayed a year. It's the closing chapter of the Laurie Strode saga or at least that's what we're led to believe and I very much do believe it given how many times we've retconned this franchise how many times we've said she's dead no she's not dead actually only Halloween 1 and 2 exist no only Halloween 1970 whatever it was exists (laughs) and it's just back and forth I'm led to believe the final in terms of Michael Myers versus Laurie Strode but so I think that's attracting a lot of people but what I'm trying to say is After watching the film last night, I will be very interested to see how it does after the main contingent of hardcore fans have gone to see it and word of mouth begins to spread because, and here's my first tidbit of the episode, this movie is, I described it on my Letterboxd review as gloriously odd. (laughs) Oh, okay. I, I personally, it's different from... <sighs> You're killing me. Really, really different. I think trans, it tries to bring things from the 
the old Halloween movies, I I personally thought that like bits here and bits there, try to make a little bit like ooh retro in the way that gonna take an element that happened in Halloween three and Halloween five and Halloween eight. I don't know these Halloween movies from nineteen eighties seventy. I don't know which year was it. And I thought it doesn't fit in this trilogy. Okay. So I was expecting okay I. You give me the first bite, I took it, then you keep giving me this, and I was like, yes, and I'm ready to have my dessert and close the dinner, mm-hmm. and then I was like, what? I mean, I was expecting dessert, why you give me a cheese board, you know? People have cheese boards for I dessert. I know, but but I was like, why? Like, I, I want would disca- something I see sweet. The, I see the analogy you're making. I would describe it more as... You've had your starter and your mains at a restaurant. Like I took it all. And yes. then Halloween ends. Uh, Should the be chef, a sweet the dessert. Sh- the chef runs out and says, "I don't know. The kitchen's on fire. You gotta leave." Or, or you just change restaurants. Or you. It's just do. I agree with you in terms of do. I think it's a satisfying conclusion to the new trilogy quadrilogy that they've set up, which is the timeline is Halloween from John Carpenter, then forty years later. Halloween 2018, then Halloween Kills. So these are the only three that matter at the moment. And then boom, Halloween ends. And that's, ignore Halloween 2, ignore Halloween Season of the Witch, but everyone ignores that because it has nothing to do with Michael Myers. Ignore Halloween 4, 5, 6, uh, H2O, Resurrect, just ignore them. And as a satisfying conclusion to this timeline, I would agree with you that it doesn't really work on that level pretty much at all. Mm-hmm. And I think it kind of doesn't even really try. It just offers up something completely different. So we just watched very briefly about 20 minutes ago before we started recording this. I was put on Mark Kermode's review on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And he says the opening caught him by surprise. And after the opening, it turns into more of the same. Yeah, just plot, 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 I plot. disagree entirely with that. This is not more of the same. Oh, and I... Disagree this is not it. Halloween Kills Part 2. This is not... It is not the same as the last movie. No, it is not, but I was exactly. like... Exactly. Give, give, you know, give me... I know what I'm going for. Mm-hmm. Or I, I think I know what I'm going for. Mm-hmm. And then you ended up giving me... Like, this story that I'm like, why should I care about this character that much? Like, give me the real killer. Give me Michael Myers. I'm here for this iconic character. Mm -hmm. And it's the last movie. It's like, it's the last show from his tour, let's say that. And then you're telling me he's not going to sing the last song. Yeah. And I was like, no, come on. Give me what I came for. Right. Yes, I agree. And that's what I mean. That's why I'd be very interested to see how it appeases people once the hardcore fans have sort of got the word of mouth out there and said, oh, it's a bit this, it's a bit that. I'll be very interested to see how it do does, how it does, how it does. <laughs> you have spent so much time with me. <laughs> <laughs> because, as you say, it is someone getting on stage, preparing the hits. You can hear the music start up and then deciding, actually, I don't do that anymore, and kicking the band off stage and just having a, just saying a poem down at you, and you're like, I have no idea what's going on. The only thing I would say from my standpoint is, this is not the first time that Halloween has done this. Mm-hmm. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, mm-hmm. which was, again, hated when it came out in the 80s, like absolutely eviscerated, has nothing to do with Michael Myers. It is about robots and witchcraft and a man who wants to kill all kids on Halloween, if you remember. You didn't like that movie. Do you remember the one I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, no, I don't remember. The um, Happy Happy Halloween. Oh, Halloween, yeah, The Halloween. Factory. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing to do with Michael Myers. Yeah, no, no, no. That is part of this franchise. Nothing to do with it. Hated when it came out. People have slowly turned around on it now and sort of been like, well, if you take it on its own terms, it's quite good fun. Anyway, then you have my one of my favourites of the franchise, and slowly again, people are coming around to it, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, especially his director's cut. And I probably mentioned this on the Halloween Kills episode. I probably mentioned it. (laughs) I adore that film. Regardless of timeline, regardless of which retcon you look at, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 is the one that actually I think, and I think 
people are starting to come around on it, as I say, is an exploration of what a traumatic event like this, a serial killer murdering your friends and family, would do to you. And Laurie Strode in that movie is just an absolute mess. She's not really that likeable. She's on a sort of self-destructive path. She doesn't want to be friends with, is it Annie anymore? Because kind of her and Annie survived, but Annie's kind of the reminder of that night. And it, it's, yeah, it's such a messy and odd film. Michael Myers is alive and is in it, but very, very in the background. Uh, and it's not a focus on him. So Halloween has done these sort of weird, off-kilter explorations into other territory before, rather than just being slasher part nine, slasher mm-hmm. part ten. And I am a fan of both of those, like I like them, both those deviations. Mm-hmm. I quite like this one as well. I have to say, ends is it fits more into that category than it does, as I say, Halloween Part Thirteen, which is I think it's thirteenth. Well, I I came out from the cinema and I was like, I'm still hungry. Like I I I don't I I, I don't know I don't like. Uh, yeah, it, I agree. With you. It's not feel, a satisfying end to the trilogy. I agree like with that. It, it ends mm-hmm. and also yeah, it's a weird title it doesn't really feel like it ends I mean also, technically it does but like the actual end going in the actual movie I was like is this gonna end like just like this yeah I was like what mm-hmm. like it just it just ends like just people have a conversation and then that's it and then you have the credits and I'm like wait what yeah it, it also ends really like abruptly like boom that's it so anyway before we talk about the movie as always Uh if you're talking to a horror movie virgin and for some reason they've seen this movie where are they going next oh after this yeah you gave me a really surprising answer in our last episode so i'm i'm kind of hoping for a A really off the wall Uh, oh don't say a halloween movie because obviously if they're not seen a Halloween movie before, obviously they should go and see a Halloween movie after this. I think I will recommend, or I will say someone like, you know what, go and watch Scream. Why? Because, again, maybe it's my Halloween mood and the kind of movies that I was kind of expecting. Yeah, I mean, it's, like not, a, it's not too much of a jump. It's a slasher franchise. Exactly. So I was like, okay, you didn't have a good ending here. Go here. It's a good movie. It's a fun movie to watch. Hmm. It's like going on a day. Maybe that was what you were expecting from Halloween Ends. So go and watch the screen. That's so nice. Halloween Ends doesn't give you the slasher conclusion, yes. the slasher movie. So instead, why not go and watch a movie that's about how kind of silly slasher movies are? Just have fun. Right. Have fun. Like, okay, you didn't have what you wanted. You know what? Fuck it. Let's have tequila shots and watch this movie. <laughs> You know, just have fun. Like, oh, if you were like you were in serious to give me what I wanted, mm-hmm. oh, I'll go back to the roots of like just watch this silly movies and have fun and order pizza and you know. Oh, I'm going to come back to that in terms of what you just said, but I would say, and here's as I say, I'm always going to give like a bit more. Yes. Go down the, the the Halloween franchise. If you've never seen them before, this movie is, it's so out of left field. Uh, yeah, you need to watch the franchise because it's not really like this. <laughs> Obviously, I would say, and I think a few people have said this, I think David Gordon Green might have even said this, it's very, 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 very like uh, Christine, another John Carpenter movie, as in a, te- a young not a teenage boy, a sort of young adult, maybe 20, 21, sort of being pushed around the margins of society, falling in love with this idea of, oh, I can maybe get my own back, but it's quite a vicious way of getting your own back. And is he lured into this side of things? Is he possessed into this side of things? You know, it's sort of the transition between a young adult male doesn't feel like he's been listened to kind of an incel sort of character uh, and saying fuck it if the world isn't going to listen to me then I'm going to tear shit up so that is a pretty obvious comparison that's a Stephen King book so you can go to Stephen King 
quite easily from there. We, I feel like every time we do this, we always end up back at Stephen King. Mm-hmm. The guy's in every kind of horror imaginable. Um, you could also, I was watching the movie thinking, we need to talk about Kevin. Oh, we need to call Kevin. Oh, that's a great movie. Right. Is oh. it a horror? I'd say yes. It's mm. a different kind of horror. <laughs> yeah, it's more like passive-aggressive horror, I would call it's it. passive-aggressive <laughs> horror. It's very aggressive at the end. But, oh, oh, yeah. But it's, again, a young great man movie. Who, great movie. who is teetering right on the edge, and you're not entirely sure until, obviously, the end, uh, which, which would lead into Elephant, the Gus Van Sant movie, which is about the Columbine killings. Again, I feel like this movie is very much more about a young man who is, whether correctly or incorrectly, believes that he's been pushed to the edge and deciding, these are my surroundings, these are what people think of me, and I'm going to I'm going to give them what they think I am and become... But it's sort of his own twisted version of reality. Does that make sense? Do you see where I'm coming at from Yeah, that? like Carrie. Like... Things like that. Okay, yeah, could be. Yeah, I suppose the mum is about is is abusive and Carrie and his mum's abusive in this movie. But if you're listening to this, going that doesn't sound like a Halloween movie. I know exactly. I know it doesn't. And my final that's complaint. That's what I took you to scream. My final complaint, not complaint. Maybe maybe it's a little bit of a complaint. My final thing. I watched the 2018 version and Halloween Kills the night before going to see this. You watched the 2018 mm-hmm. version. And then you went away when I watched Kills. Last year, I haven't re-listened to our episode on Kills, but I believe I was maybe a bit on the sort of fence about it. Like, eh, it does the slasher movie stuff, but it doesn't really have much more to say. Whatever it tries to say, it's sort of half-baked ideas, it's not that good. I watched it again the other night. I like Kills. Is it better than 2018? No. But it's, I think it's interesting. It's a good, like, sequel. So I think Halloween 2018 is the legacy of one family that's been dealing with this for 40 years. Halloween Kills is the legacy of a town. It hadn't filled itself. And the sort of how everyone's got their own version of events, their own traumas, their own rumours, their own myths. Like, did you hear this has happened? Oh, no, I heard this. And it's sort of all this messy coming together of people believe different things and sort of Michael Myers sort of evades them through their own ignorance, etc. Do you, do you kind of see where I'm going at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was watching those two films. What's a logical conclusion to that? A logical conclusion for me... Legacy of family, legacy of town, boom, legacy of killer. And I was like, that'd be interesting. How do you do the legacy of a killer, given that he doesn't talk? It's not a flashback movie to when he was a kid, because A, Rob Zombie already did that, and B, I know Jamie Lee Curtis is in this, and she's old. Like, I've seen yeah. the poster and the trailers and stuff. So how do you do the legacy of a killer? Maybe you introduce someone who's a new killer. Maybe you introduce someone who's... Oh, that'd be kind of interesting. I don't think they'll go for that, though. And then I'm watching the movie going, oh, holy shit, they are going for that. Anyway, I let's am talk about on the movie, board. then. Like, you keep talking. I'm on board. <sighs> Would it be interesting if Michael Myers has actually died in the four-year gap in that interim period when he escaped the townspeople of Halloween Kills and they just haven't found his body? <laughs> and this character finds the body, finds the mask, and become That'd be kind of interesting. I wonder if they'll go that way. And then he goes into the sewers and he finds Michael Myers and he is A, not dead and B, still hungry for blood. And I was like, ah, you kind of, I think you kind of dropped the ball with what you're, it's like half-baked ideas. I, I feel like you should have another podcast where you talk, how would you do the movies or what? It's not about how I would do it. It's just, I was let's, like. <laughs> let's talk about the movie then. Callum is just here rambling around. Then the podcast ended up like being three hours. <laughs> But I mean, that's more interesting. Like, if we're just going to talk plot, people could just read Wikipedia. No, but there's a lot of things that I would like to discuss about the movie. Okay, okay, fair enough. So, the movie opens 2019, which is a year after the uh, the, the, the the two previous movies, because they take place on the same night. And it opens with a young boy called, was it Corey? Mm-hmm. Well, I say a young boy. No, it's, it's like Corey. a young adult. He's going to university. He's going to university. And he is uh, babysitting uh, uh, a kid on Halloween night. And the mum says, like, you know, don't don't uh, watch scary movies with the kids. Put him to bed early. He's a little bit traumatised. He's a little traumatised of the stories that mm-hmm. happened last year. Um, so, you know, just, we're going out to a party. Just take care of him. It's, it's going to be easy money. 
cut to they're watching the thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was immediately like, this is a good movie that we've seen in the cinema and they're watching the thing. Yeah, I think so. There was another one, but I couldn't remember what it was. I couldn't remember which one is. Oh, they're watching the thing. Yeah, they definitely did do that in a different film. What I was trying to say is, in this universe, John Carpenter still made the thing. <laughs> but he obviously didn't make Halloween because this is the the, the, the story, the world of Halloween. Mm-hmm. So this is real in this environment. So I'm like, I wonder what John Carpenter's big hit was that got him to become a big name director that got him the light, mm-hmm. the ability to make a film like The Thing. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's just kind of like an interesting tidbit because it's obviously not Halloween. It yeah. can't be Halloween because Halloween is real in this story. <laughs> so anyway, they're watching The Thing. The kid doesn't seem that scared. Yeah. The kid's a bit annoying when the, the when the, the Corey tells him you need to go to bed. Corey's telling him go to bed, blah, blah, blah. And then suddenly you cannot see the kid. So he's, kind of hiding or playing tricks but there's still sounds in the house the door is open Corey's around like hey kid where are you where mm-hmm. are you and and we know Michael Myers is still missing yes, from last still, year he's still escaped out there. and we don't know where he's gone so in some point obviously you think oh maybe it's Michael Myers actually mm-hmm. I mean it's the opening scene so yeah. you're thinking oh, okay it's Michael Myers is inside the house but ended up being the kid that it was trying to like scare him or something and lock him like, in this, like, attic? Lost Corey in, like, the attic, yeah. Yeah. There's a huge house. It's, like, three flights of stairs. It's huge. I know. And Corey goes into the attic. If you've seen The Sixth Sense, very similar to when Haley Joel Osment gets locked in the attic in The Sixth Sense by the bullies. That sort of, you know, that's the placement of the attic. And Corey's like, very good, let me out. And you can hear the kid laughing or whatever. And then it cuts to outside. And the parents are driving up. Mm-hmm. And immediately I'm like, I know what this opening is. This is amazing. You didn't know? No. Okay. I was like, this isn't a Michael Myers kill. I actually thought they're kidnappers or someone is arriving that are going to kidnap the kid. No, I knew it was the parents. Oh, okay. And so I was like, he is, and this is what happens, he is going to start banging on the door to get out of the attic and he is going to slam the door open, hit the kid with the door by mistake mm-hmm. and the kid's going to go flying back and fall down the stairs, essentially. And that's what happens. And that is what happens. The parents walk in the door, <coughs> and the kid falls three flights right in front of them. He doesn't fall down the stairs, he falls down the middle of the stairs. Yeah. So just three flights straight down, boom, bang, Crack. dead. Crashing, a horrible sound. Brilliant. Oh. Mum screams, looks up, and you see Corey. And is Corey holding a knife as well? Because mm-hmm. he had a knife with him. Yeah, um, yeah, because he thought it was Michael Myers around and he needed a weapon. Yeah, exactly. And so you just see this person at the top of the stairs holding a knife. He has killed a kid and then boom. Great, great opening. Great opening. And I was like, brilliant. And also I leaned over to you and said, huh, that's the Halloween 3 font they're using for this one. It's the season of the witch font. So immediately I'm also, again, my my mind's going like, oh, so are the... Like, they're not doing a Michael Myers story. Like, I know I've seen the trailer, and I've seen the mask in it and everything, mm-hmm. but I'm like, is he really not going to be in this movie much? Like, that's what they're teasing. Mm-hmm. For any, again, if you know the Halloween franchise, like, we're going to that you know path. Halloween yeah, season of the witch has nothing to do with Michael Myers, and the font is all blue, it's not orange, uh-huh. and it's slightly italicized and everything. And that's what the font they're using. Yeah. And this is the third movie of their trilogy, so I'm like, huh, it's three, season of the witch font, the opening kill has nothing to do with Michael Myers. It's a mistake. Huh. Are they actually going to do a movie that really isn't that much about Michael Myers? Like, technically, they can't do one that's not about him because it's the ending chapter of their trilogy. Yeah. But are they going to... Are, are they actually doing it? And my mind is... Immediately, I'm like, this is already a lot weirder than I had expected. Yeah. And we are 10 minutes in. And I know. Immediately, I'm like, wow. Well, I, I was can't like, they're doing this. Okay, let's see what's going on. So we have... Basically, the players. The players are Corey, that, yeah. and then I'm not going to the universe, university in town. Kind of hate him, or like the town does hate him. They blame him for the kids. Yeah, the like day. it's like, oh, you're the one, like the weirdo, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. Then we have was Laurie Strode. Laurie and Denise. No, no, it's not Denise. It's the granddaughter. It's her granddaughter. It's her yeah. granddaughter living together because obviously the mom 
dead. But we should also say the town kind of hates Laurie as well. I was about to say oh, that. Sorry. Yeah, like so, she's trying to be positive now. Like I'm yeah. not gonna leave, like hiding in a cave or anything. I'm gonna try to be good. But I know Michael's still out there. But the last forty years I spent hiding, it didn't matter. He yeah. still came and still killed people. There's exactly. nothing I can do so about just it. Like, I'm gonna do my best to be like a regular person. But town is fucking mean to her. It's like, reminds her all the things that happened because of you, because of your boogeyman, because of that. And she's like, oh my God, like, it will be yeah. hard for a yes. regular person. I was like, why you don't leave? Like, yeah. leave. Because also the granddaughter, what's her name? Allison. Allison. It's, it's not as bad as Corey and Lori. Mm-hmm. Oh, Corey and Lori. Anyway, um, so Allison has like a, a little bit better life. Mm-hmm. But still, it's like, oh, you, like, you are the girl. You're the su- survivor. Yeah. Do you think you're, like, special or whatever? What I thought about Allison, because, again, I just saw the f- first movie in this trilogy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, and she was, like, kind of like a regular teenager. Yeah. I don't know how it's in the second. I forgot how it's in the second one. But in this one, she's, like, so sexual and so, like, fuck it, I'm going to be a rebel. It's like, when did change? I mean, like. It is four years later, we should say. I was to me was like oh okay just like daring to do things it's okay. super like yeah I'm gonna do whatever I want I'm so such a rebel and I was like did you get that vibe because she's got yeah. a steady job she's a nurse I know but I just she's got the vibe like a oh, fuck it like like going so straightforward out with Corey but I think that's because she sees Corey as like project she, he's going through something very similar to my grandmother right now mm-hmm. the town is kind of they're always, they won't let him forget this this traumatic thing that happened mm. to him. I, some of them may believe that he did it deliberately. Some of them may not or whatever, but they won't let him forget about it. Mm-hmm. It's like he, do they say he spent any time in, in community, in jail or anything? Or did no, they, they I, say he got off? I, 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 I feel like they say he got off, he got away with it. Because it was like, he was able was to prove accident, that it was yeah. an accident or whatever. Which is, it was manslaughter or whatever. I don't, I can't remember exactly what his punishment was, but the punishment is no one's going to let you forget it. Yeah. And Laurie's very similar. If you stay in Haddonfield, no one's going to let you forget. They think you taunted Michael Myers to come back here. The last two movies of Carnage, that's your fault. Yeah. And so I think she sees Corey as like, oh, it's like my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Or at least his life is very similar to the life that I am seeing every day. And that's why she befriends him. Okay. However, he is sort of pushed quite quickly to the edge. Yeah. We see him <laughs> being uh, harassed. Like on the really, street. like really mean. Yeah, it is. Like, but you can understand. You could see why people like you know if they believe he was a child killer, or at least they sort of they want to believe that he's a child killer. Yeah. Because then that gives them... Michael Myers is gone. We don't know where he is. We have our own monster. We've got our own monster now. Yeah. And, we, and, and we can sort of defeat him. It's just a, it's just a young kid who's yeah. on his own. And we can pick on him or whatever. It sort of gives them something to vent their frustrations at. Yeah. Uh, which is not a nice thing. No, but it's not. And then someone calls him a pedo at one point. Do they actually think that he is a pedo? Because we know he's not. Uh, and as I say, some people might believe he deliberately killed the kid. Some people might believe he's an accident. One of them calls him a pedophile. Do they actually believe that? Is that like a rumor that's out there that not only did he murder the kid, but he also assaulted and abused yeah, yeah, him? Yeah. And then I was wondering, like, oh, okay. So again, we're back into the realm of legend and rumor and myth, and all these stories sort of the truth sort of seeps through the middle, but nobody's mm. quite got it, which is what I think Halloween Kills is trying to say or trying to do. So I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Anyway, he is attacked by these people and thrown over a, a bridge and he's dragged into the sewers mm-hmm. and there he meets the famous Michael Myers mask yeah, on and everything. But the mask was kind of like, um, I don't know, for for what I saw, was kind of like joined to the, to the wall or something, like half of the mask. I don't know, maybe it was the light, but I thought he was kind of like attached to the mask. No. When he comes forward, like it's kind of like, I've been so long here that I was like, I was almost part of this thing. I don't know. No, the mask is burned because of, oh, he's in the fire true. at the end of Halloween 2018. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's been four years, so it's a bit in, in a grungy place, but it's not as grungy as I expected it to be. Anyway, 
Malcolm Myers is in the sewer and he's about to kill Corey and then he sort of... They, they, they see in each other's eyes. Yes. Like if you look into the evil, evil looks back into you, that sort of thing. And they have like a kind of weird connection. Yeah, it's very Halloween 5. That kind I was of. like telling you about, like from that moment I was like, oh, okay. Is that a psychic so, connection? Yeah, it's a psychic connection like that other movie where he has a psychic connection with, with niece. niece. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was like, oh, but then in the movie... Laurie says something, or I don't know when she's writing this book or memoirs or whatever she's yeah. writing. She says, "Evil is always there." Yeah, I think it's so just that they Michael just need understands. to unlock this evil. Yeah, and probably he's like, "Oh, you've been through to something." Because again, Laurie always says he's not human; he's a monster; he's something else. He's the boogeyman. Yes, he feeds. It's not just a regular person. Yeah, and he feeds from blood and Mm -hmm. dead and everything he kills he gets stronger yeah so i don't know something maybe with that but this one goes against that idea as in it goes and it begins to say that oh no michael is just a man it says that a lot a few times in this movie and the idea that oh he would rather than just being this all-consuming beast Mm -hmm. he would understand oh if i want to tear the world down i'm getting older i've been shot my fingers have been cut off i've been burned Maybe this is my ingenue to do it. Yeah. Through this kid. or And that's why he lets him go. It's very much a sort of teacher-pupil kind of moment. Yeah. It's weird. In in a Halloween franchise, like, where there's no it, words it, spoken. Yeah. Um, and he lets him go. And Corey kills a homeless man then. Mm. Yes. Uh, as he comes out of the sewer. I think he might actually stab him, unless I'm mistaken, by mistake at the beginning. The homeless man no, just jumps ho- out on no, him. No, the homeless guy wanted to attack him. Right, and, and it's sort of like a defense. Yeah, but then he like... stabs him five, six, seven, eight more times. Yeah. And you're like, oh, he's gone way past the point yeah. of defense now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is the beginning of the downfall of Corey Cunningham, I think his surname is. Yeah, and then there's another scene where he takes uh, Michael's mask yeah. and goes and kills... Uh, doctor and the assistant in... He's not wearing Michael's mask when he does that. He's wearing the Scarecrow mask. Oh, the Scarecrow, that's true. Okay. Because he's got his own mask. But th- this is a part that I wanted to ask you yesterday, but I was like, no, I'm going to discuss it in the podcast. So he kills the doctor mm-hmm. and sees the other person inside. He's like, um, like a see-through door that he can see the other the glass person. Door, yeah. Yeah, so... Then he takes off the bandage because he was injured yeah. and takes off the bandage and notice that the injury is gone. Right. Kind of like Michael Meyer, every time he kills, he gets stronger. Right. And I was like, oh, is he having the same powers? And he just realizes that he just killed the doctor. Look at his hands because he just takes off the bandage. And I was like, oh, okay. And it's like, oh my, I need to kill this other person. Did you notice that part? No, I don't remember that part. I remember him killing the people. I don't remember the, so the bandage. So I thought, okay. But- it's actually Michael Myers inside or a little bit a part of it or is something unlocked on him. So, yes, just that bit because you are like, I mean, Michael Myers should be dead yeah. by now with all Everything these moves. Yes. Him, yeah. But always, Laurie, every time he recovers from thing by killing and he gets stronger. So this happens to the guy, to Corey. Okay. So I'm like, oh, okay. What's going on here? Interesting. Uh, I'll need to see it again then I don't remember that I, re- I remember the scene you're talking about but I don't remember the the recovery of his hand yeah he being, or, or I, I don't yeah I don't remember it being related to the fact that he was murdering at the time yeah um, I, that's what I that's what I was thinking because I was like okay he, he just suddenly like it's because that like a, goes against the idea of the movie which is that Michael Myers is a man, a killable man. He's That's not the, the boogeyman. He's not because, And again, I need some more explanation about this because he's like trying to get to the other person mm-hmm. and then has like a like a spark or something and he just look at his hand and take off the bandage and it's the healed. wind is gone. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, mm, we're into something here. So I would, I mean, you might be right. I would agree that I think this film is overstuffed with half-baked ideas that it doesn't really ever fully conclude. I I would agree with that. It's not a perfect film. It is probably my least favourite of the new three. But it's, I think it's the most interesting in terms of 
they set up this new trilogy. They had all the money and all the goodwill in the world. I know the last one wasn't reviewed well, but people liked the goriness. They go, come to a slasher movie to see a slasher movie. It delivers on that front. The, the, the sort of political underpinnings of like, oh, MAGA Trumpism and stuff. People kind of were like, I could do without it or it's a bit clunky, blah, blah, blah. And then Halloween Ends comes along to finish it all off. And it's such a left turn in terms of what it's discussing. I would agree that probably there are stuff in here that's not really resolved or well thought out. But for me, from my standpoint, I find it fascinating to watch. To think they must have known that this movie is... I mean, they would obviously hope that it was going to go down well. But they must have known this is not going to appease slasher, hardcore slasher yeah. fans. Because it doesn't even try. Yeah. Anyway, Corey and Michael begin a sort of killing spree between them. Yeah. But in the meantime, Corey is sort of in the day life or sort of half night. Seeing Alison. He's seeing Alison and he's convinced that we should leave Haddonfield. We should start over. And Laurie is telling Alison, that boy is changed. That boy yeah, is not like the same boy. Yeah, like I can boy. see in the eyes, like there's something. There's I've something seen, like, wrong yeah. with that boy. Like is, he's he's on a dark path. You shouldn't be friends with him. And Alison is, you know, going against the wishes of her grandmother. Oh, I like rebel. him. I want to see him. Whatever. And it's this descent into hell from, from Corey's standpoint that nobody is able to stop. Not even this girl he likes. Mm-hmm. And as I say, I'm watching it and it's very Christine, very... John Carpenter's Christine, that, uh, I can't remember the name of the main character in that, but he's in love with the car. There's something in the car. <laughs> the, the car has some sort of presence and it makes him kill people. Or does the car kill people? Is the car alive? But there's something in it where people are like, you've changed. You, like, yeah. You're obsessed with this car. And he's abandoning friendships or whatever. And nobody can get him off that. Not even his best friends, not even his girlfriends. Nobody can get him off that path. And that's the path that Corey's on. And it basically leads to the final confrontation with Laurie Strode, Mm -hmm. which I have to say, I don't think is that good. Again, if I had one problem with this movie, it's the slasher elements are are easily the weakest in this new trilogy. Yes. They're they're very dark. You can't really see what's going on. Mm -hmm. The action is shot kind of messily and muddily. And you, you again, you're not really sure what's going on, who's mm-hmm. stabbed who. Did he get stabbed? Whatever. Considering they've done it twice before, and in Halloween Kills, they really lean into it. Michael Myers is so brutal in that. He, people's eyes come popping out of their head. I he know. breaks someone's neck by twisting their head all the way around. I think there was just like a couple of those moments in this movie that I actually, in the cinema, was like, ah, but I can't remember where. But there are, there are slasher moments. I just think they're filmed and done badly. But anyway... Oh, I think it's when all the kids are attacking Corey, and uh-huh. Corey like lures them to the car parking place where he works, and he starts killing them. He kills them one by end. one. That's the sort of beginning of the end of that, him. Yes, or, and, or or the end of the end. Yes, in, and that's the only part I think. Okay, it feels now like a Halloween movie, mm-hmm. and but that's all we have. Then we have the final. He has got the mask now. Yes. he's taken the. He's fought Michael Myers. And he's taken Michael's mask. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like, oh, this is weird. It's called Halloween Ends, but you've literally set up a new Michael Myers. Yeah. I know he's not called Michael Myers. He's Corey Cunningham. I think it's Corey Cunningham, which is alliteration as well. But he's now got the mask and the boiler suit. He now looks like Michael Myers. Michael Myers is an old man who's injured and just been beating the shit out of for three movies. He's in the sewers. Nobody knows where he is. Yeah, and he works in a garage where, wearing the same mm-hmm. outfit. Of- so I'm like, that's interesting. You're calling this ends, but you're setting up... You could easily set this up. As a beginning. As yeah. a beginning. Um, and he goes to Laurie's house. Mm-hmm. Because I guess he feels that that's... No, but he's also... Because Laurie's also prevented to see... Alison. Alison. Yeah. And it's like, she's putting ideas on your head. Like, we need to leave... And it's like, she's taming you, blah, blah. They talk about this. So it's like, I need to kill her so we can be free. Yes. And also like, yeah, in the exactly, back, yeah. it's like Michael Myers, like, the ah, you need to kill Michael her. The imagery of Michael versus Laurie. Exactly, yes. So he goes to the house and we see Laurie phoning the police saying she wants to report a suicide. Oh, I actually kind of believe that part. No, I didn't. I was oh, like, there's no way Laurie Strode commits suicide in this movie. Not a chance. Not well, because chance. we saw the trailer. <laughs> no, but it just it just betrays everything about like 
She's. I don't she's think. A strong woman. But I don't think this movie pushes her far enough to get to that point. Mm-hmm. It might enough. try to and say like that's the point. It wants to say, oh, the audience is going to believe that she's been put. But I'm that's watching it going. Kinda. I don't think she's ever. Be- I don't think she's been pushed to her limits. Anyway, she taunts Corey into thinking that she's committed suicide. Mm-hmm. He comes into the room and she's pointing the gun straight at him. Did you ever think I was going to commit suicide? That'd make it too easy. Boom, yeah. boom, shoots him. He goes falling down the stairs, very similar to the kid at the beginning, mm-hmm. but he survives the fall. Yes, because been killing a lot of people and still still has a lot of strength. That's <laughs> the thing. That's see. Now I need to watch a movie with them. That That's what I mean. If there are these metaphysical aspects to it, they're underbaked. But there are ideas in here that are underbaked. So I'm not. Okay. I'm not saying they're not there. But that goes against the idea of the movie, which is Michael Myers is a man can be replaced. Like, mm-hmm. Corey could take... It's not the boogeyman. He's always going to be haunting this town. It's just a guy. He literally can die. Mm-hmm. And somebody else could take up that mantle. It, it doesn't... It's like, the town all believes in the boogeyman. But actually, we're confirming once and for all, he is not the mm-hmm. devil. He is not superhuman. So that kind of... If that is there, I don't really remember it being there. But if it is there, that goes against that. Anyway, she goes down mm-hmm. and then she says to him, Look, if you want to kill me... Do it. Be a man. Do it. I'm right here. On you go. And they hear Alison pull up and then he says to her, if I can't have her... Nobody will. I I don't think he finishes the sentence. But that's the implication. If I can't have Alison, nobody will have Alison. Like, if I'm not going to let her be with you. And he stabs himself in the neck. Yeah. And Laurie tried to, like, oh no, and takes a knife. And And obviously... yeah, She's when killed Alison opens the door, sees Laurie with the knife in the hand, and it's like, "What have you done?" Yeah, like, oh my god! And I was like, "Oh, typical." Yes. <laughs> However, that's when Michael turns up. Yes. Does Alison leave again? I think it gets like to the red light, and she just like sees the radio station on fire and goes back. I think. Right. Yeah. 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 And it's when like the. F- fight between Michael Myers and Laurie is happening mm-hmm. in the house in the house and as I say and this is my, helps. my least favourite aspect of this movie I think it's done poorly this final confrontation that's the thing it's like come on this is the last movie you're closing this have an epic fight have yeah. like a like come on you need to be injured also Laurie needs to be like something you know so that's what I'm saying like this movie for the majority of it doesn't even try to engage with that's what it's wanting to do yeah and by the time it does get there I feel like it's so fast David Gordon Green Danny McBride whoever else co-wrote the script they're not really interested in this as no, an idea they just put it there just because like oh, we need to put something and that's like what that. I'm thinking I'm watching it going if you weren't interested in it, don't do it. Like, if have Michael Myers be dead from the start. That's what I'm saying. Or have Corey kill him off. You mm-hmm. know, the townspeople don't know Michael Myers is dead. And it's Corey that yeah. is the final fight with Laurie. And I know people say that's not a satisfying conclusion. But this whole thing is messy. And it's about murder and mm-hmm. trauma and guilt and grief. And it's not meant to be clean and easy. The fact that Michael shows up right at the end to have this one-on-one battle with mm-hmm. Laurie is kind of tying everything up into a neat, nice bow that the movie hasn't really done on any level up until this point. Yeah. And I can tell, from my aspect, the filmmakers themselves aren't even interested in this as an idea, (laughs) which is fine. But if you're going to commit to the idea of, like, this is boring, then don't do it. The fight is bad. It's my least favourite aspect of this entire movie. It's a bad fight. I I totally agree with you on that one. She kills Michael Myers. Mm -hmm. Once and for all. Finally. Boom. It is confirmed. Michael is dead. But... Alison helps her as well. Yeah, she but it's her. not dead enough. So they 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 take his body throughout the town. They Call like a, a weird, funeral. A weird funeral procession yeah. throughout the town to the junkyard and they tear it apart. They put it in like a make, shredder thing. Yeah, they make like ground beef. Yeah, and you Michael Myers like is that. torn to pieces. Boom. Done. Gone. Ends. Yeah. Physically ends. And... And I think then that's it. I think that the next scene we have uh, Laurie finishing the story or the something. That, yeah, and then she someone is knocking at the door, goes down, and it's the police guy, from, Frank. Yeah, yeah. Frank. Was, and he left some vegetables and plants, and was like, "Oh, just wanted to see if you were okay." Whatever. She's going to reignite her romance. Yeah, his and romance then with her. She just sat in the porch, and he mm-hmm. sat next to her. And Allison leaves. Yes, Allison goes away. And then they just start talking, and then 
And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on here? Come yeah. on. Oh, oh. And no, no, it's just weird. I overall, as I say, the the end sign it, it it ties everything up a bit too neatly. I'm looking around, going, I thought that was fascinating. No, I thought that was a rush, but fair enough. Okay, that's that's what it is. That's what I got. And <sighs> because going into it, I knew. I didn't know anything. No, I didn't know anything about this movie, but obviously the news had been broken. I think everybody knows. There, David Gordon Green and Danny McBride are going to tackle The Exorcist next. They're going to do like a trilogy with The Exorcist what they did with Halloween, which is we're going to ignore the sequels. Only the original Exorcist uh-huh. matters, Intake. and then we are going to make The Exorcist two fifty years later, whatever oh. it is. And I remember thinking at the time, like, uh, I feel like you kind of exhausted the idea with Halloween. You did it well the first time. Before I rewatched Kills, I remember thinking, like, he did it well the first time, he did it all right the second time, but it kind of, you ran out of steam. I now disagree. Like, I think this trilogy is far more interesting than people are willing to give it credit for. And I'm now immediately going, if you're going to do The Exorcist, do The Exorcist version of Halloween Ends. Do something completely, like, I don't want The Exorcist 2. Why do I not want The Exorcist 2? Because William Friedkin already made The Exorcist and he already perfected it. It, like that trailer for Pray for the Devil. Mm-hmm. Every time that comes on, I'm like, why would you make a possession movie about a girl being possessed by the like a demon or the devil? Why would you do it? Unless you are like, I get why maybe Ari Aster might do it or something like mm-hmm. a, or someone who's working in the horror. But this looks like Lionsgate have, have got a cheap director, cheap writer. To, it looks really cheap. And I'm like, you realise arguably one of the most famous movies of all time already did this. Like if you're going to tackle this stuff, you need to get the biggest and the best mm-hmm. because it's already been done at that level. Okay. And so is David Gordon Green the biggest and the best? I don't th- I don't think so, but he's willing to take chances. And so I'm like, okay, don't make The Exorcist 2 then. I know you are going to make The Exorcist 2, but make it... I want to go into that movie going, I don't know what this is going to be. Yeah. That's what Halloween Ends is. I walked into it thinking I knew what it was. It wasn't that. But you ended up kind of liking it. Kind of like it. It's my least favourite of the three, but it's, as I say, it's probably the most interesting because it's the one where I'm going, mm. that doesn't really follow on from any of the stories you've set up. Yeah. That's weird. That is going to disappoint a lot of people. So the question that I think if someone is listening to this, um, is would like to ask, do you think this last movie potentially set up a next one? No, it doesn't. There will be another Halloween movie, but it won't follow but on from Halloween to ends. This. Okay. They will they will so once Michael again Michael Myers is definitely dead in this one. That's it. Yes. They we will do it. what they've done already, which is retcon it. So Halloween, Halloween two, Halloween four, five, six. Then they get rid of four, five and six and they do Halloween, Halloween two, Halloween H two, Halloween Resurrection. Then they remake them. They just get rid of them. They just remake them. Mm-hmm. Then they get rid of everything after the original Halloween and do Halloween, Halloween 2018, Halloween Kills, Halloween Ends. They're going to do that again. They're going to be like, forget that timeline. Mm-hmm. John Carpenter's original. Maybe Halloween 2. I don't know who decides what. But they're going to bring Michael Myers back. My concept mm-hmm. probably doesn't work. It's probably a bit too literal, especially after watching Halloween Ends because I'm like, wow, this movie is not a literal easy choice. But I was watching Halloween Kills and I was like, why do they not make it after Halloween? You could include Halloween 2, the original Halloween 2, because that takes place on the same night. Why do they not make a case of like, it's 40 years later, Laurie Strode is dead or moved on and she's not in it. But the town of Haddonfield, it's got to the point now where this has been commodified. People dress up as Michael Myers for Halloween. Oh, you said this. Again, this is going to your podcast where you talk about your ideas. Uh, Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's almost like this Can't traumatic thing happened like, in the like, town. It, it happened in the town. Lloyd Strode has either died or moved Can't away. Over. Pitch this to the big people, not to. And so there's a bunch of people dressed idea. up as Michael Myers, like, ah, oh, remember that time? And then murders start happening, and they're like, wait, is Michael Myers back? Or is it somebody dressed? But they kind of already did that in this movie as well, like Corey taking up the mantle. Yeah. So I, I really don't know where you go next. But is it going to be the last Halloween movie? I highly doubt it. Because they've said, well, 
Back in the 80s, they said Michael Myers was dead after Halloween 2, which is why Halloween 3 is about robots <laughs> and witches. In eight, ten movies after? Then I'm, they said, no, Halo- no he's are. not dead. Four, five, and six. Then they said, actually, that doesn't matter. We're going to do H2O and Resurrection. And that's it. No more. Rob Zombie's going to do a remake, and we'll do his trilogy. He only gets two movies into that. They scrap the trilogy after the second one, mm-hmm. bringing it back. They, they, they keep re-scrapping it and coming up with new ideas to bring it back. Maybe it'll be five years. Maybe it'll be ten years or whatever. This will not be the last Michael Myers movie. It will be the last in this timeline, though. Because he is dead. Yeah. Oh, well. <sighs> well, that's Halloween ends. That's Halloween ends. End. And apologies if... I mean, not apologies. You've listened to it. We have completely spoiled it. But... I would say for horror fans out there, I'd love to know what people are thinking about this because it does not satisfy any of the nope. normal expectations. Nope. And you called me a contrarian when I walked out. Yes. And I hate it. People have called me this before. <laughs> Odette likes to call me this. And that really annoys me because I'm like, how am I a contrarian? I like you, some you of the are. biggest things of all time. I listen to Taylor Swift. That's not contrarian to do that. Yeah, no, no. I love The Shining. It's arguably the most famous horror film of all time. No, no, I like no. Like, thing. something's big stuff that everybody thinks, like, it's shit. And you're like, mm, no, it's not. And I was like, why? How? Like, oh. If this is the 13th movie in the Halloween franchise, which it is, why are you going to make a normal... Like, everybody knows what that is. It's, you know, sometimes you want something different. And if you're going to do it in a big franchise, Halloween's the perfect franchise to do it in. It's already done it twice before, well, giving us weird movies. For you. Yeah. So I don't <laughs> think I'm being contrarian. Because as I say, this is not a perfect movie. It's not a great movie. It's a weird one, though. And immediately I'm like, we need more of this in horror. Yeah, I, I agree that it's weird. But is it good? No. I don't oh, think I think it's... it is good. See, that's the thing. Like, I, I don't think it's because great. Because it's weird? No. No. no, 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 no. Because I'm interested in what it's saying and what it's doing and what its point well, is. Uh, anyway. As I say, some of it's half-baked and it doesn't really get there. So, but... Halloween ends. This podcast ends. He's always shutting me up now. <laughs> yes, because again, he does this. So, you're welcome. Please. Anyway, uh, our next film will be Barbarian. Oh, which God. comes out in October 28th here, has been out in the States for months to the point where I believe it's coming to streaming in like the 20... 20- it comes to streaming in the States before it comes to cinemas here. <laughs> so we could actually watch it with our VPN. But I'm not doing that because oh, it looks my. great on the big screen. So it'll be Barbarian in a couple of weeks. Until then, gracias por escucharnos. E... Hasta la próxima.